This is Kevin J. Anderson, author of lots of books, from Star Wars to Dune to X-Files to my own Saga of Seven Sons, and especially my Dan Shamble Zombie P.I. series and the brand new collection of my short stories, cleverly titled Selected Stories Science Fiction. You're listening to Nerd Blitz, one of my favorite podcasts. Library. We were just, we were, it was, uh, reading, reading. We were just reading, just reading, reading. What could you possibly read like that? Um, books? Welcome to the Nerd Blitz Book Club. Pull up a seat and pull down your pants. Listen to us read and go on rants. Hey gang, thanks for joining us this week for the Nerd Blitz Book Club. I'm Doom. And I'm Fitz. I don't know how British that was, but I tried at least. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Well, anyway, we're here with Sherlock Holmes and the Adventure of the Engineer's Thumb by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Mm-hmm. I like how in mine it just says by A. Conan Doyle. I've seen some that say by A.C. Doyle. Really? And it's like, are you that fucking lazy you can't say the dude's name? Let me <laughs> take a peek at mine and see what it says. So, did we determine before we we decided on this, do we do we figure out that we have the same copy or is it different? Is yours that red that red book, the original illustrated Sherlock Holmes? Or That's your... the one I used, but normally what I use is the 
Barnes Noble volumes where they've got like footnotes and if okay. there's some kind of weird fucking bullshit in the story. Okay, but you like, do you do have this red one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that's what uh, I've got too. The first one, everything that's in that, it goes from a scandal in Bohemia to the adventure of the second stain, right? Right. Yeah, that's the, the one I got. The second stain. I know. It's like, oh, two times in one day? Uh, yeah, I can't get past the first stain usually. <laughs> Get past the first one, you're like, I'm usually done. Shit, after I'm the first tired. One. Yeah. Can I take a nap? Yeah. Make me a sandwich or something. Can you bring me a soda? <laughs> or how about a beer? That would work. Yeah. We got any beer? Can you run to the store real quick? And by that time, she's just like, "Fuck you," and she leaves. Find somebody who can satisfy her better. Wow, that was revealing. I think you projected a little some more there. <laughs> Um, the Barnes and Noble one, I really dig that because it's got like footnotes in it. Yeah. Like if there's some reference to some old timey British bullshit that it's like, huh? Oh, that's the one you were telling me about that was, uh, it has like the breakdown of all the different carriage types and shit. Yeah. Yeah. In the front of it, I think it's got like all the, cause sometimes he just throws in like, we took, uh, I don't remember any of the carriage names, but it'll be like, we took a bus bee and it's like, well, what the fuck's a busby? And then you go and look at the glossary of terms, and it's like a busby is a, a carriage, a four-horse carriage with three seats or something like that. A busty is a 38D <laughs> and above. <laughs> but, like, in this story specifically, uh, when they start talking about the type of clay or whatever. Yeah, that Fuller's Earth, I had to look that up. Well, I didn't have to look it up because I know, because you had your fucking copy. thing. Yeah fucking cheater well i'm glad i looked it up then so i wouldn't sound like a moron you know what's the fucking club what's it called again fuller's earth it's weird i've never heard of that before yeah no me neither that's what they use in kitty litter it's in kitty litter yeah when i looked up what it was on wikipedia oh it says that they use it in kitty litter now that i did not know yeah because it's like a super absorbent material here give me just a second i'll grab my uh my other volume and look at it and tell you exactly what it says okay <laughs> it says <laughs> highly absorbent sedimentary clay used to remove oil and grease during the fulling process the shrinking and thickening of woolen cloth yeah that was its primary or its original use they had listed in yeah. wikipedia but they said they've they use it for um to clean up chemical spills and yeah yeah and in a kitty litter and shit but it also said like 70 percent of the world's supply of that is produced in the united states <laughs> well i mean to be fair once we get into the story we find out that him saying that it's completely bullshit yeah don't yeah don't spoil it though i'm not i'm not i mean we're not gonna like recount the whole fucking thing but that is like the big because the whole that's the whole time so okay well so let's get into it the Adventure of the Engineer's Thumb. It's a pretty unusual... Well, I mean, I guess I haven't read all of these stories from The Strand. I've only read... Uh, let me just make clear how many I've read. I've read 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. This is the 11th Sherlock Holmes story I've read in a row. Uh-huh. Which is about a quarter of the original Arthur Conan Doyle stories this yeah. is a fucking anomaly yeah so it, far. it sure felt like it so i guess we should say too that this is part of 
like the short stories that he wrote for the Strand magazine. He wrote a lot of short stories, and I think they might have all been in the Strand. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember now. Is it was like a weekly or a monthly magazine? Give me just a second, because in my book, the Barnes & Noble version, mm-hmm. there's an introduction. There's like a thing about Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. and then there's like an introduction, and... Then an introduction to this volume and Uh something about his world. Let me take a look at that. What's really crazy is we talked about this with um, when we did Lovecraft, like how how fucked up it is to read this and be like, oh, my God, that was written in like the 30s or whatever it was. Yeah. This motherfucker was written in 1890. Oh, shit. Was it really? 1891. Yeah. Or uh, 1892. Sorry. Yeah, and you know, I told you before we started recording that, like... Oh, no, I'm I've sorry. I've only got one... What? I'm sorry. The Adventures... Yeah, but published between July 1891 and December 1892. So it must have been... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So it must have been bi-monthly. That makes sense. Because there's 12 stories between July and December. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's a year and a half. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know. It might have been monthly. It's hard to nail it down. Um, but talking about how long ago this was written, like, well over 100 years ago, like 120 years ago at this point. Yeah. My one note I wrote down was the way the language has changed since this was written is astounding, because it is. It's, like, real flowery and shit. And I think we said the same thing when we did the uh, Lovecraft. Oh, yeah, it's even it's even more so than the Lovecraft. Like, this, it's, everything is so formal and so... Stiff upper lip, kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, and so, like, respectful of... You know what I mean? Like, everything. Yeah, and I mean, it's. I think it seems even more so, because, like, Lovecraft, that's horror. Yeah. This isn't horror. I mean, it's supposed to be a mystery, but this really isn't even a mystery. This particular one isn't, yeah. It's more like... Yeah, that's what I mean. It's basically just this guy relating a story, and there's, like, a mm-hmm. little bit of a crime solve at the end, but... Which, a lot of the stories are, like, somebody comes to him and is like, Oh my god, I gotta tell you this fucked up thing that happened. Okay, now sit down and listen. Right. They sit down, somebody starts relating a story, and Sherlock's like, uh-huh, so let me ask you this. Did this happen? Okay, did you hear something or something like that? Right. And then the person's like, yeah, it's weird that you would ask that, but moving on. And then it comes back later, it's like, oh my god, that's why he asked that? Mm-hmm. There's really none of that here. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, all these short stories are kind of the same. You're right. They, they get a customer or a client or whatever comes to them with a problem. They sit down, and he tells mm-hmm. the story, and then... Holmes pretty much figures it out, like, sitting there. They don't even have to go anywhere or do anything. And he saw, you know, there's a big reveal and a big explanation of why and all that. The only reason he ever has to go anywhere is just to confirm what he already knows, basically. And it's funny because the other stories, they're like, they are pretty formulaic, but at the same time, when you get to the end, you're like, oh my god, I'm so fucking stupid, why didn't I see that? And these short stories are a lot different than his novels, um... Like yeah. the, a study in Scarlet and Hound of the Baskervilles and stuff. That those are way more involved and there's a lot more prose oh, and yeah, more yeah. Um, story to it. Mm-hmm. I've read a study in Scarlet and the Sign yeah. of Four. Those are the two yeah, novels I've read, those, I've read yeah. so far. And yeah, it's like holy shit, and like there's so much depth to mm-hmm. them and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, these like I said, the the short stories are real formulaic. But at the same time, you get to the end of almost every one of them, and it's like, fuck, why didn't I see yeah, that and coming? But, I mean, they're all different. The The fact that he's so prolifically yeah. wrote all these mysteries, and you're right, they're all, they all follow the same formula, basically, but then the mm-hmm. the who, what, when, and where 
at the end is always different and it's always like a different yeah. combination of clues and st- like he doesn't doesn't feel like he has to recycle anything which is crazy that this is almost like I was thinking about this when I was reading this the other night it was like I think like burn notice might have been almost kind of the like a modern equivalent of a Sherlock Holmes kind of how so well I mean not that burn notice was like a mystery but the way that there is always he always has this crazy detailed knowledge of like really wacky shit or not wacky shit but like all the all this knowledge of the way things work and the way like that you wouldn't have thought like how he solves problems yeah okay yeah 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 i get with crazy specialized knowledge and you know now that you've like broken it down it is like burn notice in a way even more so because like some of those episodes especially in like the second third fourth when they start taking on clients and people come to them with problems yeah, but not just that, like, they did sort of get formulaic in a way because it was kind of frustrating to me watching Burn Notice that sometimes the way they solved the problem or got to where they could solve the problem would be like, okay, there's this dude, he's the boss of a, you know, like a crime organization, let's turn all his underlings mm-hmm. against him. So it was formulaic mm-hmm. in that way, but then they would do it a different way each right. time. So yeah, now that you say that, I do kind of see it. It is like Sherlock Holmes. It's formulaic, but at the same time, they do it in a different way each time. So it's like, asshole, you did that mm. last week. Come <laughs> on. So yeah, that's a good analogy, actually. Well, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's rare that I'm like, good job. Fuck, man. <laughs> Most of the time, it's like, you can suck two dicks. No, what? Make it three. I put a star in my planner today. Yay. Yay. But yeah, that is... Strong analogy there. So, okay, so the adventure of the engineer's thumb. So, pretty much Watson has a guy show up in the middle of the night or early in the morning. Yeah. Needing some medical treatment. And it's after he had gotten married, too. It's after Watson had gotten married, he'd moved out of 221B. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's not living with uh, his life partner anymore. Now he's married. He's a, quote, married man living (laughs) in a different location. Um so this guy shows up and his hands all fucked up, wrapped up in a bloody bandage, and uh, come to find mm-hmm. out the guy's uh, thumbs cut off, which was like, oh my god, that's that's fucking grisly. The way he says he unwraps it, and yeah, there's like and... this spongy fucking fleshy stump, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh god. Yeah, and I thought it was kind of weird because it even says in there that like Watson, he was you know a wartime doctor. He used to field medic yeah. and shit and he, even he's like oh my god and i was like but i mean you saw legs being blown yeah. off dude well he was probably kind of taken aback and shocked that because the guy's just like it's totally calm and he's like yeah you'll never believe what happened and you know like this i had this terrible accident last night and uh and mm-hmm. I, I need to be patched up oh boy and he unwraps his fucking shit and his thumbs cut off <laughs> I say, dear boy, my thumb Uh is gone. Yeah, it's crazy that he's like so calmly like, well, you know, it was a good thumb, but uh, I guess we'll be doing without it now. It's not he's not hysterical Uh or like fucking passing out or flipping out. I mean, fuck no. I mean, it's it's positively British. That's got to hurt. It's a lot. Open fucking thumb stump. (laughs) Thumb stump. Oh, God, I wish we named book club episodes because Thumb Stump is perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it, but it's... He, he says, let's see, not at all, drink this. And he put gave him some brandy to drink. And uh, yeah, that w- he I shot was that down, there. and all of a sudden he's like, ah, yes. And he goes, 
That's better, said he. And now, yeah. doctor, perhaps you would kindly attend to my thumb, or rather to the place where my thumb used to be. Exactly, yeah, I was going to go <laughs> it's there. Like... It's like, Watson's like, oh, I kill you, but here, first, chug this booze. And isn't it watered down booze? Doesn't he uh, give him some water yeah. with some brandy in it? He gave him it? some water first, and then he put some brandy in it. Yeah, but well, I yeah, mean, he's... it's... But that's it's, what they used to do is give you some alcohol and I know. But well, I now, mean, now we're now we're gonna cut your leg off. But the dude seems just like, oh, I've got booze. I'm so much better. Thank you, doctor. Yeah. You know? So the color comes back into his face and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. even he even says later, thanks to your doctor buddy, I'm all. Mm, I'm feeling so much better now. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, but, it sounds like he's lost fucking a quarter of his blood. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> But I mean, the way he's reacting is totally fucking British, dude. Think about it. It's Monty Python. It's like, tis but a flesh wound. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. (laughs) I mean, us Americans is like, oh, my God, I'm dead. And, you know, it's a paper cut. Mm -hmm. So apparently now he's going to relay the story of the previous night. Because this just happened like the previous night. Yeah, not even the previous night. It's like it happened, then he got on a fucking train, and it was like, oh, fuck, Watson, help me. Because right. he got off the train, and some of the people at the train yard were like, dude, you need help. And he's like, where can yeah. I go? Go see this doctor, dude. Yeah. So this guy's a hydraulic engineer, which I thought was fucked up, too, because it's like 1891, and they had hydraulics and shit already. Like, they had hydraulic presses, and I didn't realize that. I didn't either, but, I mean, apparently they did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, we're stupid. Well, I mean, I could have told you that. Or at least one <laughs> so, of us. Yeah, so this guy's like a hydraulics engineer, and Watson's like, oh, so was it a hydraulics accident? And he's like, oh, no, it, it was a <laughs> it was a big cleaver-like thing that cut it off. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did he start telling Watson what happened before they went to Sherlock? It's hard to tell because, as we said, this story is like an anomaly. No, you're right. They, they go to see Sherlock Holmes. Because yeah. he tells him he's going to go to the police next. He wanted to get fixed up first, and then he's going to go tell the story to the police. And he's like, oh, wait, I know this guy. And if there's a... Because he says the police aren't even going to believe him. Yeah. Because of the details of what went on. Yeah, because it's just batshit crazy what happened to him. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Dracula. The story or the movie? The story. I haven't read the original story. How Renfield goes to meet Dracula, and the stagecoach picks him up and takes him on a ride into the to Dracula's castle, and she's kind of just I don't know why it reminded me of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of back that I'll up probably, real quick. I'll probably cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, I was gonna poke you a bit about it. Because <laughs> that's funny. It reminded me of Dracula. I don't know why. It's stupid. It shouldn't. Dumb. (laughs) Fucking dummy. Piece of shit. (laughs) People are going to think you're stupid now because I was trying to be smart and look what happened. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So he takes takes this guy to see Sherlock Holmes. Which, let's get into that because we've only kind of talked about it a little bit, but that's why the story's an anomaly because they go see Sherlock, but Sherlock is barely part of this. Right, yeah, he's not in it very much. Like, he asks two questions while the dude's relaying his whole fucking wacky batshit story, and then it's like, I guess he's done? This one's really focused on Watson. Yeah. Well, really, it just focuses mostly on this Hatherly guy, the the. Well, I mean, of the two main characters. Oh, yeah. Because, like, all the stories are told from Watson's perspective, but, I mean, most of the time it's like, Watson's like, I did some bullshit, and then I went to Sherlock. This is all the shit mm-hmm. Sherlock said. Well, yeah, because the guy came to him first. 
Yeah. So you got most of the time with him. It's totally out of the ordinary. So, like, imagine you're reading all this shit as it happens, and it's, again, it's, like, sort of formulaic, and then all of a sudden they throw this at you, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Keeping it fresh. Yeah. It's nice to break up the monotony. But basically, this the, the guy's story is mm-hmm. he started his own business or whatever, and business is shit. He made, like, 24 pounds in the last year and a half or something. Or yeah. The last year. I was like, ooh, ooh, that's rough, son. Fucking A. All of a sudden, somebody came to see him, this skinny fucking old scarecrow-looking dude. Which, the illustration of that dude is, like, creepy as shit. All these illustrations are creepy as shit. Well, I mean, a little bit, but yeah. But he came to him because he wants to offer him a job. Doesn't he want to pay him, like, twice what he's made in the last year? Yeah, 50 guineas <laughs> for, for, like, a night's work. <laughs> not even a night's work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine dudes in fucking white beaters, slick back hair, uh-huh. like, oh, what are you gonna do? You gonna fucking solve a mystery here, asshole? Uh-huh. And there's 50 of them. Not yeah. Just one, just, there's 50 of them now has to come home with this guy. Fucking hey, like, Marco, you see this guy? He ain't even got two thumbs. What a fucking pussy, am I right? I know, I'm telling you, he's a fucking wimp. This guy's like, Tootsie Fruitsie. Over here with one thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gonna What's up, coming to go? Now, one thumb? Come on, Stubby, don't even try that shit. <laughs> that's really that's really took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason it's always gotta come back to somebody getting fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he wants to hire this guy. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> he's gonna pay him all his money, but he's gotta promise not to tell anybody about it and not to ask any questions. Just get in the van, kid. Yeah, just get in the van. <laughs> so, of course, the guy takes the job, and then he wants to know what it is. Apparently, this guy's out in the middle of nowhere. Or he'll is have he? to take a train. He'll have, yeah, he'll have to take... Yeah, I, I figured that out immediately. I did, I, too. I knew yeah. that was that old trick, yeah. Especially um, when he's like, it's only seven miles, or it's only six miles away, and then the dude's like, fuck, we've been riding for a long time, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. But yeah, he's got to take a train up to this town, and then he'll pick them up there, and they're going to take the carriage or the coach a few more miles out to wherever this guy's house is. Or Six miles away from the train station is this dude's remote household. Yeah, so he's got a, a hydraulic machine that they use to compressed this fuller's earth yeah which like we talked about is some absorbing clay shit mm-hmm. it's real absorbent yeah and they used it in like clothes making and shit like that now what i couldn't understand that's, that's why i was like i don't know why this is such a big deal why is this guy so fucking because they they happen to find a deposit of this stuff on the land that he owns yeah but it's not enough to be able to get super rich off of right so but what they figured out was this was just like a little vein that ran between two bigger deposits on their neighbor's ground yeah on both of their neighbor's property yeah and so the reason they want it to be a secret is because they are trying to what their whole plan is is they're gonna pull up the shit on their plot they're gonna take it into the house form it into bricks so nobody knows they have it they sell it and what they're gonna try to do is buy the neighboring properties so they can get rich right and so they need it to be a secret so that their neighbors don't find out that that's what their plan is yeah and then they're sitting on top of all this money Mm -hmm. and so here's where i'm like the fuck is fuller's earth what yeah. how the fuck is it that valuable? I looked it up and I'm like, how the I still don't know how this is that valuable. Yeah. <laughs> how could it be that valuable? It's fucking yeah. dirt. <laughs> Absorbent clay doesn't sound fucking Yeah. Especially when they're like, We made it into bricks and it's like, okay, you're gonna 
okay, fucking why? make bricks <laughs> out of this absorbent clay. Mm-hmm. How does that yeah. make sense? Right. Who are you going to fucking sell these bricks to? So right away, I'm like, what the, this, this don't make any fucking sense. Mm-hmm. So he agrees to go and meet the guy and he takes the train out, picks him up in his creepy coach. And this is when I'm starting to wonder when the dude's breaking down his whole plot. Isn't this dude like, wait, you're going to try to fuck your neighbors over? That ain't cool, man. Well, I know. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, well, this guy's a shithead. <laughs> yeah. But the engineer's like, well, I mean, what's he going to do? Like the whole, the only thing he has to do is go out there and look at this machine that's broken down and tell him how to fix it. And that's it. Yeah. But I mean, he knows knows how shitty they're being so it's like tell them fuck you you know well fuck you for that 50 guineas dude the guy's gonna make twice what he's made in a year mm-hmm. for like an hour's worth of work well a night's worth of work yeah but i mean the actual job itself doesn't take that long true but but the but the travel is yeah but still it's just like the dude's like We're, you're gonna help us fuck our neighbors okay and he's like for 50 bucks okay yeah sure yeah except that 50 bucks would be like i don't know it'd be a small fortune ten thousand <laughs> $10,000 now, probably. So the guy picks him up in his rape wagon. and uh, <laughs> Well, it is. He's got the, the shades are all drawn. He can't see outside. And he's and, telling uh, him, come here. Come sit by me. Yeah. There's, no, there's no, a spot right here. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. it'll, hey, you'll be warmer. Yeah. It'll be warm, it's definitely bouncy on this road, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, look at so that. They, you bounced into my lap. Uh huh. <laughs> they drive around for a while, and then uh, it's real weird. It like pulls up right in front of the guy's porch, and they like go from the door of the coach. Literally, they step out of that onto the porch and through the door. Like you can't see shit. So mm-hmm. he just can't even see the front of the building they're getting into. Yeah. And uh, they get inside the fucking dude who's hiring him's like, oh, I gotta go, Jimmy. He goes into the other room and his wife who he'd. Oh, yeah. This creepy ghost lady comes out. Yeah. He'd shoot off just as they got in the house. She comes out and she's like in a German accent. She's like, you must leave. Get out of here yeah. now. <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here, you fucking moron. Uh-huh. And then he's like, you know, he's the kind of person who's like, if you tell him not to do something, he's just going to make, makes him want to do it even more. So he's like, fuck off, lady. He's like, like, I just took a train all the way to fuck out here. Like, I'm going to run away and not get my money. Fuck fucking off. That train took me two hours to get here. And then we rode around for an hour to go, or two hours to go six miles. Fuck you, yep. bitch. Unless you're going to cough up 50 bucks, you can go back to the kitchen. Barefoot. <laughs> Aren't you pregnant? Jesus. <laughs> Well, come on. It's like 1890-something. You know that's how they were. Maybe, yeah. It's like women and children. You're to be seen and not heard. Yeah. So then she disappears again, and then... Dinner's at six, the, bitch! The other dude comes back, and he's got his partner with him. <laughs> this, little, this little fat dude. Yeah. And, Who's uh, suspiciously so they, quiet. Yeah, so they're going to take him to see the machine now, so they can figure out what's wrong with it so they can and the machine was upstairs right yeah it was weird like it sounded like this house the, the way he describes this house is like uh labyrinth like the winchester mansion isn't that what it's called the winchester house uh you ever seen that what it's this house where it was i think basically like crazy people like crazy rich people but they were like yeah. fucking nuts or wacky or some shit they there's like staircases that lead to nowhere and like doors that open up into brick walls and like just like unfinished shit and like half finished rooms and like you know passages and small tiny doors and 
like all kinds of fucking weird shit, and that's what this sounds like to me. Yeah, okay. He says I, there's like he I says there's I've like twisty staircases and narrow staircases and like passages. They pass like shit, these yeah. little half half sized doors and like like I said, all it's kinds of weird shit. A labyrinthine place, you know. Yeah, and so then they get into this tiny little boxy room. But this is where my biggest problem with the story is. It's like. It's upstairs, right? That's what he said, yeah. Okay, wouldn't a hydraulic press, especially back in these days when, like, everything was way bigger, wouldn't that be too heavy to put upstairs? I mean, you would think so. Yeah, I mean, I would think that that would just fucking... She'd be down in the kitchen whistling some old Germanic song and, like... And the, the press <laughs> would just come through the ceiling. Boom! <laughs> yeah, and fucking liquefier or something yeah because it, yeah because it's weird the way that the, the room is described it's got the walls are made out of wood yeah it's basically a box okay so mm-hmm. they they go into this room and he thinks it's a room and then the guy says nope you're standing inside the machine right now and the ceiling and the floor are made out of metal and the walls are wooden yeah and the the basically the way it works is the ceiling comes down that's the top of the press temple it just comes down and where you're standing is basically where the the, the shit gets pressed, right? Yeah. It, like I said, it's like Temple of Doom without the spikes. Yeah, pretty much. So he takes them back out of that room and shows them, like, the hydraulic pipes and, like, the water pipes and shit. They fire up the machine so he can, like, listen to it and hear what the fuck's wrong. Yeah, and he immediately is like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what that sound means. Mm-hmm, and I think he tells like them how to leak. fix it and shit, and they're like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. But then he's like, gets a little nosy, and he's looking at the floor inside the machine. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, why the fuck would they need this big-ass elaborate machine to compress these bricks of clay. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is way too big to be to need to do that. And uh, he's checking around on the floor, and he can see, like, residue or, like, shit left behind from the stuff they've been pressing. And it's not clay. It's, like, some kind of metal dust or... Metal. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck were they pressing then? Yeah, I, I kind of had an idea once I saw that. I was like, oh, I think I know what they're doing. It's, I was wrong, but... <laughs> I was closer than them pressing bricks of clay. Well, I mean, I knew that wasn't it. Yeah, I mean, I thought they were probably pressing, uh, like, like it wasn't this Fuller's Earth shit they found. They found, like, gold or something. That's what I was thinking. Like, they found or gold silver. and were trying to sneak it out. Yeah. So he sees this, and now he's kind of, like, gets a little ballsy, and he's like, so why don't you tell me what's really going on here? Because this isn't for pressing clay. And mm-hmm. the guy freaks out, and he's like, fuck you! Uh... He's like, well, bye, and he slams the door on him and locks him into this fucking machine. And the dude's kicking on on. the door, and he's like, you done, sucker? Uh-huh. Well, you weren't supposed to ask any questions, dumb shit. Which I got the feeling kind of that the dude was going to kill him anyway. Yeah, probably. He's like, hey, you helped us fix our shit. Mm -hmm. Your your 50 guineas are in that room over there. Why don't you go get them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Slam. No, they're at the back. No, the the way way back. Against the yeah. wall, go look. Stoom. Yeah. So then, like, the ceiling starts coming down on him, and he's like, oh, my God, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> and uh, Never ask questions, got, stupid. It, it gets pretty fucking dark, too, because he's like, then I started thinking about, like, how much this is going to hurt to get crushed by this press. So yeah, I'm and like, he's figuring out how he's going to die, yeah. Yeah, he's like, and I'm like, if I, if I lay face down, then it's going to crush my spine, and then I'll feel that before I die. So maybe I should turn over and lay on my back, but then I'll have to be brave and, like, see this thing coming down to Fucking crush me. Fucking I'm like, 
holy shit. I'm like, whoa, dude. <laughs> no yeah, wonder he can sit there with a chopped off thumb and be like all calm and cool. Yeah, it's like most of these Sherlock Holmes stories deal with fucking murders and shit and grisly yeah. fucking deaths and whatnot. But you never go inside the dude's head where it's like, <laughs> do I want to get my spine crushed or do I want to watch death crush my face? Uh-huh. Oh, man, there's so many options here. I don't know what to do. Oh, that... That's got to be terrible to lay there and watch that thing come down and feel it touch your nose and then feel it start to smush your nose down. Yeah. And start to crush your fucking face in. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Either way you look at it, it's not a good day at the office. No. 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 Yeah, I mean, and just think about it. Like, we both got fucking pretty big guts. It starts smushing your gut and it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. For sure, dude. And, like, you feel your ribs start to crack. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. That's fucking grisly. Oh, yeah. Yep. But Ugh. the ceiling starts coming down like he got a hunch over and he's kicking at the door and he's like, well, fuck, that ain't working. So he starts looking around the mm. room and he sees a shaft of light because the walls are wood. Right. And well, it's like the crack of a door. Like there's yeah. another door on the other side. He can see the light coming through it and he's like, oh, fucking hey, another door. And he like just opens that up and falls out real fast before the thing can crush him. Mm-hmm. And he just barely gets out. And he's got a lantern in there with him that he was carrying. He left that in there, and that got crushed. So you could hear the glass crushing. Yeah. And that comes back later, by the way. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> when he gets in the little side chamber, all of a sudden, doesn't the old German lady pop up? Yeah, the lady, the lady's there again, and she's like, come on, come on, let's get out the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's when she's almost like, literally, get to the chopper! Yeah, get to the chopper! She grabs his hand and fucking starts trucking with him. Yeah. And then it, they can hear the guys, like, racing around. And she, doesn't she tell him, dude, you've got to get the fuck out of here, because if you don't, they're going to find out soon that you ain't in there and you didn't get dead. Right. So they're going to be looking, they're coming after you now. So mm-hmm. then there's, like, a little chase through the house, and she gets him to a bedroom where there's a window and tells him to jump out. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess it'll be all right. He's like, it couldn't be more than 30 feet down. Mm-hmm. 30 fucking feet? Yeah, you'll probably be okay, I guess. Even if there's a bush, <laughs> that shit's gonna hurt, son. Yeah, so he's on the window ledge when the German dude comes in, and he can see her and, and him have an argument about, you know, sh- she says that he promised that they wouldn't do it this time, and so apparently they've had other engineers up there, <laughs> and yeah. the same kind of murder happens after they've helped him. Mm-hmm. And so the dude fucking climbs out the window and he's hanging onto the ledge. Yeah, by one hand. And the dude comes in with a gigantic fucking like, look at the picture of this cleaver. I know. Fucked up looking. It's like a two handed battle cleaver. (laughs) I mean, the, the handle on this fucking thing looks like it's three feet long with a big cleaver head on it. Yeah, it looks like something fucking uh, some kind of battle axe from Lord of the Rings or some shit. Yeah, he fucking whacks the guy's hand with it cuts his thumb off and that makes him fall out the window mm-hmm. then basically like doesn't he out. just almost immediately pass out yeah <laughs> i think like he started to run or something and then like he just fucking yeah he got to their garden and then he just like fainted and then he wakes loss. up and he's at the train station mm-hmm. does he at yeah he asks like what the fuck happened here mm-hmm. because last thing he remembers he was at the house like six or yeah six to twelve miles away yeah yeah, six to twelve miles away, and then how did he get here without that German dude finding him and cutting his head off? Mm-hmm. And the fucking dude at the train station's like, "I don't fucking know. I got my own problems, dude." Yeah, I just work here, dude. You were here when I got here. Click, click. All I do is punch tickets, dude. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, got a Let ticket? Me see your ticket. Go. 
<laughs> yeah, so he like immediately gets the next train back to London. Shula bub. And yeah, and then that's <laughs> did, that's where did you the get story that started. Joke at was, all? I didn't even hear it. Oh, I said Shula bub. I don't know what that means. That's what uh, Affleck threw or said when he threw uh, Silent Bob off the train in Dogma. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it? Yeah. As the kids say now, deep cut, son. That is a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting all my life to make that joke. Well, there you go. Yay, me! But anyway, yeah, he gets back, and that's where it picks up at the start of the story, and Sherlock's like, oh, dude, you don't know what happened? Yeah, he's like, I already have this figured out. But hey, let's go look at this fucking six-mile-away house and see what's going on. Yeah, well, they go they go to Scotland Yard, because they always have to go to Scotland Yard. Yeah. And the dude at Scotland Yard's got a map, and he's like, the guy tells him, well... I took the train to Reading, mm-hmm. and then we drove for at least 12 miles. Mm-hmm. So then he like drew like a perimeter around Reading, a 12-mile perimeter on the map. Yeah. And they're like, well, it must be out here by this, uh, by the outer edge of the circle. Uh, but gee, I wonder which way it was. North, south, east, or west. Hmm. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I out. know where it's at. And Sherlock's like, you're all fucking wrong, because the four of them are like, well, I think it's north, yeah. and this one's like, no, it's yeah, east. Yeah, they all pick a yeah, they all pick a different direction, and he's like, "You're all wrong." And they're like, and like "What do you mean?" He's like, "Just come on, I'll show you." Yeah, it's right here, and he puts his finger right in the middle of the circle. Mm-hmm. It's like close to the station. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't drive no, they didn't ride no twelve miles. And he's like, "What are you talking about? It was twelve miles. I it took forever." And he's like, "Oh yeah, six out and six back." And the dude's like, "Oh shit, I'm stupid." Yeah. Oh my god, what a dummy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they head to the train station they go to reading and as they get there not far from the train station they see a house burning yep i wonder whose house that could be i don't know <laughs> turns out it's fucking yep. the german dude it's his house and guess what happened the lantern got crushed by the press and nobody noticed it in all the commotion and it caught their fucking house on fire and the house went bickety bam to the ground like a fucking little tinder box mm-hmm. oh shit shit son yep and then what happened after that uh i don't know what did happen after that i don't know i was trying to go off book and see if you could tell me <laughs> oh they uh well that's where they figured out that what they were doing was they were counterfeiters mm-hmm. they call them coiners yeah and i never even really thought about the the fact that people back then would have been doing that with like coin money yeah but yeah they're like they were using that press they had they found in the, one of the outhouses on the property there was like a big store of like a big stockpile of tin and nickel yeah they were using that press to press this shit into coins into counterfeit coins yeah and i'm like you and, when i uh, read that i was like they had counterfeiters back then yeah i mean that's a lot of fucking effort dude yeah but i mean it would have been so much easier back then than it is now Oh, for sure. Because now it's like fucking... Like, even official coins were probably not the... I mean, I guess they probably were, but, like, the irregularities in, the in like, official coinage that, you know, counterfeit coin could pass pretty easily, probably. Yeah, but, I mean, even back then, people probably weren't even thinking about it, so you just fucking press something that looks sort of similar and be like, here it is, and they'll be like, that's fucking good enough. Good enough. Yeah, that's like a new crime. That's like, nobody's nobody's thought that of that even as a possibility, really. Mm-hmm. That, that somebody would be making fake coins. The only thing back then that, like, they really worried about is, like, if they saw something that was supposed to be gold, they would bite it and shit to make sure it was real gold. Right. Because they didn't want somebody being like, oh, yeah, it's gold-like. <laughs> but, yeah, I I was blown away by that for a second. Like, oh, 
oh my god, I guess they would have counterfeiters. Yeah, I was like, that's fucked up. But they, um, guy had witnesses that said they saw some people on the train getting the fuck out of there with like some big boxes and shit. Yeah. Big baggage. So they figured that they were split in town with the coins they'd already pressed. Yeah, and come to find out, the fat dude and the creepy German lady actually carried the dude away from the house and dumped him at the train station. Yeah, so that's how they got to the train station was while he was passed out. They they had a conscience, or the, the guy's partner, yeah. I guess, didn't want him to die, so he helped her carry him to the station. Yeah. And they found a... Um, Oh, that's right. When they before they even left to go to the on the train, yeah, Holmes went over and he got like a fucking it was like an archive of newspapers and shit like bound on his bookshelf or something. Yeah, because he went and got like a newspaper clipping from I don't know the year before, and uh, it was a a missing person, another hydraulic engineer that that went missing. He's like, I reckon this is the last time your employers needed their shit fixed. And the dude's like, whoa! Because uh-huh. he knows he got yep. close to getting dead. Yeah, for sure. And that basically wraps up the story, right? Yeah, that was basically it. Like, they have the little, like, Scooby-Doo laugh at the end moment. Yeah. Because Holmes has to tell, like, a little stupid little joke. I always hated that in Scooby. I mean, I know it's in almost everything where some fucking lame bullshit happens, and then it's like, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha! You got fucking yeah. ten people sitting around laughing as Shaggy and Scooby are eating or fucking doing something goofy. Mm-hmm. I always hated that moment. Yeah. Hey, isn't... I was thinking about it when, at the beginning of the story, when they went to Holmes's house, and he's sitting there playing with his pipe or smoking his pipe or whatever, and he, like, meticulously lays out his tobacco clippings and shit puts him in a book to dry reuses like his monday morning pipe is the the leftovers from the weekend what it basically what it was is like the leftovers of every pipe he smokes he saves and then the yeah. next day that's his morning pipe yeah 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 he packs it all in and smokes that mm-hmm. it's fucked up yeah i thought that was fucking weird too isn't, isn't he also an opium addict yeah he had a pretty bad coke habit too oh was it coke yeah well, well i mean it was a lot of fucking things because just to get out of his head or to try different shit to yeah. see how it affected him yeah he would just be like what's this yeah. <gasps> oh shit yeah it seems like in in one of those books he was like smoking opium or something yeah i mean it's or laudanum or something or am i thinking of some other book no 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 i'm sure it's the i i remember laudanum but i'm sure he, at some point he was fucking on opium too because like i said that's how he accrued all of his knowledge he would just be like well fuck let's try this and see what happens and then you know he would just store it in his brain and some case would come up and he'd be like oh shit i did that once and this is what happened and you know mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I think his like main drug habit was coke oh okay well yeah that that makes sense too that's why he can read all those books and have all this knowledge as he's fucking wired mm-hmm. yeah fucking read three books a day when you're hopped up on coke mm-hmm. but yeah oh yeah holmes has a lot of fucking issues <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that wraps up the story, right? Mm-hmm. And yep, that was it. Like I said at the top and a couple times throughout, it was it's a real fucking anomaly of a story because so far it's unlike any of the other ones, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, like the the solution was like not complicated at all. Mm-mm. I mean, the, the thing that he figured out was that the house was near the station. Yeah. Otherwise, he didn't really figure anything out because when they got to the station, they didn't even have to find the house because the fucking thing burned down. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, like, no, it's not even that. I was going to say, like, he put together, you know, the engineer thing, but you, that's not even crucial information. You don't need that to solve the, quote, mystery. No. No, that was just, that was more to, like, prove to the guy that he wasn't crazy. Yeah. 
Because that was part of that guy's problem was he wasn't sure if anybody would even believe that yeah. that any of this happened because it was so crazy. Yeah, because it's like real fantastical. You get your thumb cut off and it's like, oh, well, there was... Have you ever heard of uh, Founder's Earth? Mm-hmm. It's a real fucking... It's not convoluted, but like the story they came up with and him retelling it as the reason that he lost his thumb. It's just like, are, yeah. are you on drugs, you fucking idiot? Yeah. Just say you got in a fight and you fell asleep next to the train tracks and the fucking train rolled over your thumb you don't gotta make up some fucking what is founders earth asshole 70 percent of it comes from america shut up <laughs> yeah but i like the story i thought it was i was surprised at how fast it went mm, yeah mo- a lot of these short stories just kind of fucking zip by you can read them in yeah no time it's like it was like 13 pages or something mm-hmm. but the print is so fucking tiny in this <sighs> That I was like, oh shit, I don't know if we can do all this in one, you know, if it's as dry or as, you know, hard to get through as some of this older shit is. Yeah. Like that could, that 13 pages could be like 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, but you know, I've never. But then I started reading it the first night and was like, holy shit, I'm halfway done and it don't even feel like I've barely started reading. Mm-hmm. I've never had a problem with the Sherlock stories. Like you said, no, you know, no, some of this no. older shit you read and it's just such a fucking slog to get through it. Yeah. But yeah, no. I've never had a problem with these because he's got a good fucking sense of how to make shit intriguing, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I I couldn't stop reading this mm-hmm. this guy's story as he's retelling it. I'm like, what the fuck's going to... What happened? What is going on with this fucking place? Yeah, I mean, I kept waiting for the mystery to kick in, but... Yeah, yeah, that's me too. I kept thinking that was going to... Some, some mystery thing was going to... Yeah. Like he ripped I, off I his own thumb be... and was trying to kill Sherlock or something? I don't fucking know. Well, I thought I thought maybe like the the reason why this guy was so crazy was going to be more, mm, I guess, fantastic or, yeah. I don't know, sinister, I guess, or... You know, it, it was actually kind of mundane. Yeah, but yeah. at the time, like, this would have been a fucking fantastic and sinister thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty sad. In modern times, the guy getting his thumb cut <laughs> off by somebody else is like nothing. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't know. Did he take bath salts and eat the guy's face <laughs> off? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this when we did reanimator too when i read this shit i do try to throw myself back to that time when they're like there's no internet there's no fucking cars even right or it's just like you want to go somewhere you gotta take twice as long as it would take in a car with a fucking horse and a whip yeah so well yeah so you can you can definitely see why these were so popular oh fuck yeah especially like read this in a fucking read this in the magazine like every month or Every few weeks or whenever it came out, mm-hmm. it was like, that was probably your big event for the week. Fucking A. Like, we've got appointment, or, well, I was going to say we've got appointment TV, but fucking, yeah. we don't even have appointment TV anymore. Yeah, it's like, oh, the new Sherlock is... It's going to drop on Tuesday. You going to get it? Yeah, new book day. Yeah. <laughs> it's new strand day. Yeah, honey, come here. I got a strand for you. Just stop it, Walter. Oh, I want to read the Sherlock story. Oh, there's a new Sherlock? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really fucking good. At some point, we'll have to do a couple more of these. Yeah. You know, it's weird to say, like, it's not date. It doesn't feel dated or it still holds up. Yeah. But it's like, it's, like you said, it's 120 years old. Like, how many writers or how many stories that are 120 years old can you read today and be like, well, that was enjoyable? Like, like what? Mark Twain, maybe? Or... Eh. You know, I was gonna say, but I'm not sure his shit was that old. What about Poe? 
No, his shit was that old, probably. Was uh, I don't know. I've never read any of his shit. Oh, his shit's good too. We sh- we could do some of those for book club too. But yeah, I think it was that old. I mean, I know it was old timey, but I'm just not sure exactly how old it was. We're gonna find out. Oh fuck me. <laughs> I'd rather not. Thanks. Yeah, it's even. It's even. It's yeah. It's. It's way older than this. Oh, is it? It's like 50 years older than this. Oh, shit. Poe po died in 1849. Oh, wow. So, I was way off then. Yeah. Of course. Oh, my God. He was only 40 years old. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not... That's old for that time. No, I know. He, he like, drunk himself to death or something. I, don't, I, I mean, it was yeah. a premature death, but... Well, I mean, um, at that time, that wasn't... That was pretty old because people weren't living to be 100 and something. The Raven was in 1845. Is that... Have you ever read that? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah, I think we had to read that. I think we had to read that in 10th grade. As we've been over, I never read the shit in school that they told us we had to read. Yeah, it's okay. Like, his stuff is a little... You talk about old-timey and, like, kind of hard to read. I find his stuff is a little hard to read. Yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't... I don't. Was it The Raven? might have been The Raven. But I think it was... Uh, you know, I think we had, like, a whole thing on Poe in 10th or 11th grade. So I think we had read a bunch of his shit. Like, I think we read The Raven. I think we read... We definitely read Murders in the Rue Morgue. Yeah, I was going to say, was a lot of his shit, like, uh, horror-ish? Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. And then uh, The Telltale Heart. I think we read that, too. I have no clue what any of that shit uh, is besides The Raven. And The Pit and the Pendulum. I think that was I've heard of too. that. I think we had to read that, too. The Cask of Amante... What the fuck was it? Oh, yeah, okay. The, the Cask of Amontillado. Okay. And The and the Mask of the Red Death. Yeah. We, I've heard of read, Red Death, too. Shit. Mask of the Red Death. Before we get out of here, though, let's tell them what our next book is going to be, all right? Okay. Or story, rather? Uh, yeah. I guess it's not technically a book, right? No. It's part of a good book series, though. Yeah. I guess it's technically as much of a book as the Sherlock story we just read. That's true, and I don't think we made the distinction between a book and a story on that one. No. And we didn't make a distinction between a book and a story on the pilot uh, episode of this here, if this here series. Or on Reanimator. <laughs> uh, that's true. Well, All that, of the... yeah. Well, yeah, that wasn't a book club, though. Yeah, it was. Reanimator was? Yeah, we did two episodes of it, dude. Well, fuck. <laughs> okay, anyway, it's another short story. Good fucking lord. <laughs> I'll cut that you part out. You cut it, too. Did you say you're cutting that part out? Yeah, I'll cut that part out. I thought I was going to edit this. Oh. Well, then maybe it won't be edited out. Well, we'll find out. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's another short story. Which can be found in Working Stiff, The Cases of Dan Shamble Zombie P.I. What a (laughs) shocker. Oh, my God. What a dark horse candidate. Oh, whoever would have thought we'd talk about one of these. Right. No shit. Yeah, we'll eventually do one or more of the books but we're starting off with this just to whet your appetite yeah the story is going to be role model though role model okay yeah it takes place at a convention okay okay well there's just a bunch of fun shit in there okay i think it'll be fun i'm sure it will be fun i can't wait to do it (sighs) yeah me either it's gonna be awesome um, but yeah, it's a 28-page story. It's the penultimate story in the Working Stiff short story collection. So if you got that, I'm thinking it's going to be two episodes, but we'll see when we get into it. Okay. Because, yeah, like I said, it's 28 pages. 
but looking at mine, it's 28 full pages. There's like a uh, half inch of nothing at the top and a half inch of nothing at the bottom. So it's a lot of content here. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's going to be our next short, our next book club series. Series, what, five? Five, yep. Fuck, oh, dude. Sweet. It's only taken us yeah. like fucking four years to get to series five not but, you know. four it's taken three yeah it's not Anything. so bad i guess well i mean i don't the plan for book club which we've sort of strayed from the plan was to like do a series take a month or two off and then do another series but book club takes a lot of editing it's like the main show lucky we've kept up on that the good thing is they're shorter than a main show usually true yeah, it's also better when you don't do a book and take 21 episodes to talk about it. The thing about that, though, is we had episodes of that, of Series 1, that were like 30 minutes. That's true. So, it's a real quick hit. It's like, here's some content. Enjoy this. Peace. Or go fuck yourself. It's your choice. <laughs> take it or leave it. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure. Do you enjoy it, it's or like- do you go fuck yourself? Turn to page 68. <laughs> 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 uh, but anywho, yeah, that'll be our first official dive into the whole Shambleverse, because I don't really count the comic since it was a crossover. Anywho, time for thank yous? Time for thank yous. As per usual, for our brand new... Hey, this is the first time we're actually talking about our brand new um, book club intro. Yeah. So that fucking rocks, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yep. Hopefully nobody got fired for listening to it at work. What? The book club intro. Did somebody get fired for listening to it at work? I said hopefully nobody did. I don't understand your reference. Because it's got all the sex noises in it. Oh! (laughs) I was talking about the music. Oh, no, I was talking about the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, that... Okay, let's take a swerve that way then. You completely fucking threw me off, dude. That was good, though. The yeah. little quick zip where it's like, What are you doing? Zip? Oh, yeah. uh, no, the books? Reading? Reading. Well, since you brought that up, let's give a thank you real quick to Groupie for providing that voice. Yeah, for letting still. us re- recycle her uh, her line Yeah. into a, um, but- into a dirtier... Uh, version. <laughs> I was gonna say somehow I didn't make that worse, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just find book club the whole idea of a of a book club and sex mashed together sounds fun to me. It seems that seems like the perfect excuse, though. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go read books. What did uh what what did she say when you told her what you were going to use it for or what you were how you were going to reuse it? Well, I you just reminded me. I think we need to send her that. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> it hasn't even been cleared. Yeah, if not, I mean, I, I, we'll still leave the thank you in, and I can redo the um books if need be. But yeah, we, you might want to throw that up on a uh, Dropbox so we can send her that. <laughs> well, it's still up there, isn't it? The one I sent you. I don't know. I mean, I didn't delete it, so... Then, then yeah, it's still there! <laughs> yeah. So you can send her that link if you want. Okay, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll send her that and be like, uh, Groupie, by the way, but 
Whether she clears it or not, thanks to Groupie, because she's always been cool to us. Right. So who knows? Maybe you won't hear what I was just talking about. No, you'll. Well, they'll hear it. They'll just instead of Groupie hear me. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, oh, then I can do like a creepy old grandma voice, being like, "Um, books." Oh. <laughs> oh, you'll find out. That's not nearly as cool. No. It's not nearly, well, it's not nearly as hot. <laughs> I was going to say, I can make it creepy, too. Um, books? Ew. <laughs> oh, that's going to be fucked up. Well, you'll find out. You'll have already found out what direction it went and the backstory behind it here. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. okay anyway back to my original point thanks to jay sarge for the new theme song the new version of the theme song yeah (laughs) pretty cool (laughs) yep it's awesome but yeah so now we've got uh, a theme song for all of our shows right the three the three big ones yeah, well, the three shows, and then we might get one for the show that'll be coming in 2020. Maybe. And thanks to At Cherry Says for the logo we use for the main show and this. Time for uh, whoring now, isn't it? Uh, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're part of the High Altitude Podcast Network and HighAltPod.net. And find everything we do at NerdBlitz.com. Go to tsdjaproductions.bandcamp.com. And get the um, pilots, which has the pilot of Book Club. This is series, what was it again? Four? Four, yep. Series four, well, this has the very first episode you should have ever heard, which is cool. We recorded it after series one, but it takes place before series one. You'll figure it out. Nerd Blitz Pilot Trio, only three fucking, no, four dollars. And hey, by this point, the, um, what you call it, should be up to the DCCU album. And our commentaries of those abortions. I'm at the Scooby Doom. You are at Fitzman seventy three. And together we're at Nerd Blitz Pod. Is that all? That's all. Then say, put it on the shelf. This has been a feature of JJ Two E Media and TSDJA Productions.